Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It is time to get up with Mr. Mahomes. Wait till you hear what he has to say about chasing Brady. The best part is he's absolutely right. Meanwhile, the Purdy party is in Vegas. You need to hear what he says about all of those who would downplay his performance. And then we will tell you why the presumptive number one has more power right this minute than any draft prospect in the history of the NFL. All that and a whole lot more. Fired up and ready to go. Graziano's leaving on a jet plane right after the show today. He is Vegas bound. Jeff is handing out season-ending And Lewis Riddick is up and ready to go. And his scouting has begun. We are five days away from Super Bowl 58. Let's start with some keys to victory. Jeff, what do you have your eyes on? San Francisco, Kansas City. San Fran run game. McCaffrey is going to be the answer to all the questions. Listen, when they get in their 21 and 20, uh, 22 personnel group, two tight ends, one back, two tight ends, two backs, they are physical. Guess what? Kansas City, 28 in the league against those looks. They're going to have to live in it. Don't be like Baltimore and try to throw it around. Run the rock. Get it at the end to a victory. All right, defensive personnel. Graz, what is your key to this game? Yeah, the Chiefs defense. Look, they're going to have to come up with a solution for McCaffrey in that 49ers run game. They've been the story of the season for yep. the Chiefs. Best defense Mahomes has had since he became the starter there. And Steve Spagnuolo, their defensive coordinator, has shown an ability to design playoff game winning and Super Bowl winning game plans. I'm sure he's got something in mind for Jeff Sky McCaffrey. Yep. Kyle Shanahan against Steve Spagnuolo. Now that Ooh. is it. Heavyweight battle. Talk to me, Lewis Riddick. What's your key to victory? It's about tackling. It's always about the fundamentals at this time of year. Why is that? Both Isaiah Pacheco and Christian McCaffrey are top 10 in yards after contact per rush. They're number seven and number eight. Christian McCaffrey has over 40 runs of plus 10 yards. If you don't get these guys on the ground, you're going to have a long day. And on top of it, remember how many tight end screens that Kansas City ran against Baltimore in the Mm -hmm. title game, in the uh, AFC title game? You better tackle him in the open field. Because if not, they're going to possess the ball and just move it down the football field. Both of these teams can do both the same thing. All right, we're looking forward to the game, obviously, in so many ways. And the teams Mm. were there last night for media night. And as is not always the case, some pretty interesting stuff came out of there. (laughs) Let's start with Patrick Mahomes, who was asked about the topic everyone is debating. Has he passed Tom Brady as the greatest of all time? I mean, I'm not even close to halfway, so I haven't put a lot of thought into it. I mean, your goal is to be the best player that you can be. Um, And uh, I know I'm blessed to be around a lot of great players around me. Um, And so right now, it's doing whatever I can to beat a great 49ers team and trying to get that third ring and then... If you ask me that question in like 15 years, and I'll see if I can get close to seven, but seven seems like a long ways away still. 
Mm, what do you think of that, Jeff? Saturday? Love it. I mean, what what perspective? It's real. Like, why 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 are we trying to talk about his legacy? We ain't even got number three yet. We got in five days. We got number three. We got to go take care of that first. I love his attitude, man. That that plays as well as it can play in the locker room for his teammates. I just love what he says. And he, look, it, it just adds to what there is to like about him. We were watching his career unfold. The fact that we're having this conversation means we should be stepping back and enjoying it. Absolutely. And the fact that he can deliver that kind of perspective. Uh, says an awful lot about him. And I, the thing that I, I thought when listening to it, I wonder, like, what, I wonder, like, how much of that perspective is a result of his success mm. and how much of his success is a result of him being that kind of guy mm. that can keep things in perspective right. like that. Uh, and I have a hunch it might be more the latter. Which, Lewis Riddick, you know everybody there so well, your connections to the organization. Which is it? Yeah, it's the latter, Dan. You, I mean, you hit it dead on. He's always been like this from day one. And see, that, that's the thing when you're talking about quarterback evaluation. You, don't, you never quite know how these guys are going to react once you get them in-house and then they wind up be, having some success and they wind up becoming the guy. Are they able to stay hungry? Are they able to continue to do the work once they start to climb the mountain, once some people start going ahead and already filling their head with what Nick Saban calls rat poison, right? They start <laughs> telling about how good they are and how great they are, and we're already talking about Patrick Mahomes as one of the best ever to ever do it. But he doesn't care. He says this all the time. Hey, let you guys talk about it. You have fun with yeah. it on Get Up. You have fun with it on SportsCenter. You have fun with it all you want. I'm trying to just go ahead and continue this process day by day. He learned from some, some of the very best to ever do it there in terms of coaches and guys who are professionals like Alex Smith. And so this is just another this is just another stepping stone for him. And quite honestly, look, I think when you look at it, man, yeah, he's going for number three. <clears throat> Brady's got seven of them things, man. Seven. Seven. Oof. That's a lot. Seven. You, you know what, as, as Lewis was just talking, it reminded me, remember when he throws the ball to MVS and it's, a, it's it, you know, he's like, I got to take a little more off of it, yes. right? And we were all like defending him. There's no way. And then in the AFC Championship, he does. He takes a little bit off. He makes the catch. They clinch it, all that kind of stuff. But it just goes back to the fact that he takes everything on himself. He never passes the buck, passes blame, does whatever. And I think... That yeah. speaks again. It speaks volumes in a locker room, man. When it, when when he doesn't have to lose his mind on his teammates, because we all sure were about the drops, about the inconsistency, and he just keeps plugging along, man. But it's that perspective that teammates want to go play for. Sure. Like like the guy didn't undress me when he could have. I got his back next time, or whatever the thought process comes right. up. And as he's talking about that, I'm thinking to myself, bro. I mean, it, it, is, it is special to have that type of mentality as a player in the midst of all this. This is the pass that you're talking about. Yeah. Again, uh, MVS had dropped one that looked a lot like this. Just like it. In, in that terrible loss against the Eagles. And then he, Mahomes literally does just take a little bit off at this time. <laughs> well, because, like, and this clinches the Super Bowl. You know, you know yeah. your guys, right? Like MVS had a hard time catching that ball stretched out in front of him with his hands. So you give him the opportunity to use his body. And, yeah. maybe, and you don't need a touchdown there. Right. All you needed was a first down to win the, to win, to win the AFC. Right. And, 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 that's what the, and that's what they did. Look, I mean, I think being the, being the son of a, of a Major League Baseball player, having been around you know, professional athletes at a young age, I think that helps. I think that's certainly far from the first time we've seen that be the case Um, and and I just think you know he's a guy that to Jeff's point he doesn't he sees it as his responsibility to find the solution yeah not just for the team but for his guys yeah like I'm gonna help make you better that's right because that's better for the team and and that's part of my responsibility as the guy who's the center of all of this Lewis yeah I mean look he is living breathing proof 
or an example of exactly what every GM and scout and head coach and coordinator is looking for in terms of a guy who can elevate others around him. Like we use that cliche a lot, right? We're saying we're, we're always looking for quarterbacks and or leaders who make other people better. Well, they don't necessarily make them better as much as they, they make those people want to hold themselves to a higher standard simply because you, know, you, you saw in the quarterback special that, that Patrick did for Netflix, yeah. you saw the kind of things that this guy puts himself through during the season. Like mm. I'm sitting there watching that special and I'm going, how in the hell does he have that much time during a day, during the regular season, to put in all of that extra work? And he's taking his wife with him, he's taking his daughter, with, his kids with him, and he's constantly trying to figure out ways to make himself better. And when you see that kind of thing, look, you have one or two choices to make as a teammate. You either That's can right. match it or you fall behind. Mm -hmm. And That's considering it. what they have done already and the things that they've accomplished, do you really want to be the guy who falls behind? Do you really want to be the guy who people are looking at going, the best cat on our team is dragging his family around trying to make himself better and what are you doing? Playing video games? Doing what? Hanging out? There. What are you doing? You don't want to be that guy. And if you do want to be that guy, you're probably not going to be there very long anyway. Well, that's, that's, about... what, that's what every team is looking for. Yeah. That dude right there. That, that, that's the Netflix quarterback special? Yeah. That's also the last dance. I mean, if you think about it, if yeah. you want to ask who so, does this remind you of, it reminds you. Number 15 reminds me a lot of number 23. Yeah. And then in the, in the, to go smaller picture, like to the game, the guy he reminds me of is a guy I covered, uh, Derek Jeter, who I always felt like was not a player who raised his game in the big moments, but a player who kept himself exactly the same in the big moments. That's right. Moments that made other people play worse or panic. Yeah. And I think Mahomes' ability to, that what you hear yeah. in that news conference, his ability to, to, to keep his focus on what's in front of him and not worry about all that other stuff, I think that is a key part of the reason he's so successful. Look, as he continues to have success, as he continues to win, we're going to hear the outside noise saying, oh, he gets too much, he's overhyped. He's not. No. He's not. He is he's far not, from that not overhyped. <laughs> not only that, but just to sort of put a ribbon on this, he says, ask me that in 15 years. In 15 years, he'll be 43 years mm -hmm. old. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl when he was 43 yeah. years old. So Mahomes certainly has more than ample time to get there. In the meantime, he's talking about things in which he is an expert. His coach, Andy <laughs> Reid, was talking about things in which he is an expert. Here's his definitive list of the top cheeseburgers. Oh, yeah. Top three cheeseburgers. Oh, my goodness. We can go across the street, uh, get an In-N-Out burger. Tommy's, Los Angeles. Yeah, Hawk, we'll throw Hawkins in there. Where's Five Guys? Five Guys is up there. <laughs> so now we're wading into controversial territory. <laughs> very, okay. very. People get very upset about this. If, 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 talk to me about, about uh, In-N-Out Burger. Overrated. Overrated. Oh, Listen, no. everybody. Oh. Overrated. <laughs> every your mentions. Every, every time we go Bingo. out there, we put it on the plane flying back home. You're gonna eat it. It's like, wait, wait. I mean, come on. I mean, it's look, everybody out west. That's Bro, the best bland. ever. All that. Come on. Yeah, Andy's a California guy. Of like, course. you're gonna line up. I it's personally like. I I enjoy the In-N-Out Burger a great deal. It's, yeah. never, <laughs> it's never let me down. Uh -huh. uh, but I understand. Scared. Like, if I tweet about it or whatever, like people jump on you. Oh, it's overrated. It's this and this and this. Like, come on. Lewis, it's good. Enjoy it. It's five. It's five guys all day, man. Thank it's five you. guys, and I'll tell you what. You know what's even worse to me about in about In and Out Burger, like the oh, French fries. They just taste like some kind of substance. They don't even have any taste to it. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm just Slander. telling you. I'm just telling you. They 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 just do. 
It is, man. Look, hey, you know what? I know it must be an East Coast, West Coast thing. I don't know what yeah, it is, but Five is. Guys kills it. Who are we to argue with Andy Reid? Andy Reid, I will say this. Andy Reid's commercials. He's like a Somali. His his commercials, too. Like, with the the, the chicken nugget, you know, bring me these little nuggies. Like, like, this dude, I love him. (laughs) Like, he is is the every man's head coach, O-line coach. I want it all. Like, the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. Yes. His tight end is dating Taylor Swift. His coach has turned out to be a superstar commercial actor. Like, this is this. Talk about elevating. He's elevated everybody around him. He's elevated everybody. We are counting it down to this. Super Bowl coming up. A guy who reminds some people of a young Patrick Mahomes. Could Caleb Williams soon be in command in Washington instead of Chicago? You have to hear what his former coach had to say yesterday, and you will. Plus, the Purdy Party hits Vegas. You need to hear what he says about all of you who would downplay his performance. That's on the way. Get up on ESPN. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
Get Up is brought to you by The Bachelor, Mondays at 8, 7 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. All right, you want a little fun? Pro Bowl weekend. Eli, get us going. Here we go. Are you ready? You ready? Go ahead, Ephesians. I'm Eli Manning. I'm nice. Tom Brady's the GOAT. Sight, I beat him twice. Hold me back. Hold me back. Hold me back. Twice. All right, you got it. My, my and, and they won. He inspired my, his team. To yeah, my right. favorite was the psych. That, 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 he emphasized. He really brought it home. He really brought it home. He's unbelievable. My favorite is the hold me back. <laughs> I don't know why. But there's something about him yelling hold me back that really got me. That was well I beat played. him twice. And he did. He's now 2-0 he's now against Peyton Manning in Pro Bowls. And he's 2-0 against Tom Brady in Super Bowls. That might be like the best record that we've ever seen against all-time It's going to affect family dinners. I'm going to let you know. Peyton does not like losing. I think Peyton, it, will, Peyton will bring up that he never lost to him in a, in a real football game. Right? A little, yeah. little bit. A little, little bit of jab going back the yeah, other way. For sure. All right. Let's get work it back here towards the Super Bowl. Time for a game of more <laughs> or less. ESPN Bet providing our numbers here. Jeff, I'll start with you. Christian McCaffrey, more or less than 89 and a half rushing yards. I'm going more, and it better be more. Again, we talked about it before. This run game is going to have to go. This can't be the Baltimore model of how to play the Chiefs. You're going to have to run the ball downhill. Again, get big personnel where there's two tight ends and two backs, two tight ends and one back, and go let CMC do his thing. So I think you have to be over 89 and a half if you're going to win the Super Bowl. Lewis, the other running back, and we talked about him earlier, Isaiah Pacheco, more or less 67 and a half rushing yards. Look, I feel very similar about this. I'm going to say more. I feel similar in terms of how Jeff feels about Christian McCaffrey. Look, the San Francisco defense in their two playoff games, they're, at, they're giving up on average over about five and a half yards mm. per rush. You saw what Aaron Jones did to him. You saw what Jameer Gibbs did to him. You saw what David Montgomery did. Andy has committed to the run in this playoff run. He's committed to it. He'll commit to it in this game, too. Pacheco will go crazy. And then, Graziano, let's talk about George Kittle. More or less... 47 and a half receiving yards. We're going to say fewer, fewer than 47 and a half. And that's not because I think Kittle will have a bad game. It's just there's many ways he can help you win a game. One of which is he's still one of, if not the best, run blocking tight end uh, in the league. And mm. I think to Jeff's point about McCaffrey, they mean they may need Kittle more in the run game than they do in the pass game in order to beat the Chiefs. So I'm going to go uh, fewer, fewer ask, than ask 47 and a half. Such a diversity <laughs> of weapons that they right? have. Uh, in the mm. arsenal for Brock Purdy. And, of course, he has been at the center of so much conversation mm. from Mr. Irrelevant to starting quarterback in the Super Bowl in just two years. And last night at the media day, he was asked about being a system quarterback. I laugh and, and sort of joke around with it, but um, more than anything, it's sort of a compliment just in terms of you get to go into a system and you, do, you, and you play within the system really well because there's not a lot of quarterbacks that can, you know, like, yeah, people can say what they want, but at the end of the day, man, I think it comes down to winning. And if you can do your job well in the system and, and win, I think you can I think you're doing it well. 
You know, it's just fascinating. We've been there. You and I have both been there asking the questions. You have to find a sort of a nice way to say, you know, Brock, there are people who are saying that you have almost nothing to do with your team's success. Exactly. What is your reaction to that? And, and every time something like that gets said, I think of Lewis Riddick. <laughs> because, Lewis, I know how strongly you feel about this. So once and for all and forever, as he prepares to be the starting quarterback in the Super yeah. Bowl, what do you say to those who would say, mm-hmm. you know what, he's just a guy and they carried him here. Look, man, we always try to make the most, the greatest team sport in, in the world into, in, into a game about individuals. And at quarterback, we do it nonstop, despite the fact that we know better. We know that every quarterback is a system quarterback. Every quarterback in the NFL who achieves at the highest level needs a very competent, highly efficient system with good players around them in order for them to get to this point. Okay, there hasn't been a a player that has taken a bunch of scrubs to the Super Bowl. It doesn't work (laughs) like that. You need great players around them. The great dynasties in the NFL had great players around them. Montana had Jerry Rice, John Taylor, Brent Jones, those types of guys. Steve Young had great players. Patrick Mahomes has had great players. Okay, Brock Purdy has good players around him right now. And I'll tell you this, we will always, always gravitate towards the players that possess unique traits right that's what the nfl does all the time as well when they're talking about the draft process they constantly have their eyes fixated on players that have elite traits because you know what the the draft is always about risk management so you always want to take the guy who really is set up to like he has to work hard to fail and then that way if he does fail it's not on you you pick the guy who had the greatest traits that's why people still can't get behind brock purdy because they sit there and they look at him and they go, there's no way you should be the number one rated passer in the NFL. You were Mr. Irrelevant. Look at you. You don't look like Caleb Williams. You don't look like Patrick Mahomes. You don't look like, like C.J. Stroud. So I'm still not going to give you your credit, even though he's ripping the league apart from an efficiency standpoint. People will do gymnastics in their mind trying to cut him down. But the fact of the matter is, objectively, the stats say he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, if not the best. And if he wins this Super Bowl... I can't wait to see how people twist themselves into a pretzel trying to discredit what he did. I cannot wait. I'm going to get my popcorn, and I'm going to sit back and watch him twist because it's going to be hilarious if he wins. Jeff? I couldn't agree more. I mean, this is the most ridiculous conversation. People act like he got carried. Like, so Shanahan's offense, right? They're like, oh, he's in a Shanahan offense. Mm-hmm. Everybody's good in Shanahan's offense, except for the guy they drafted third overall and sent to Dallas, right? Except whatever it is. And all of a sudden, this guy comes in, and when they're in a deficit that Shanahan's teams were over, right? Over the week before he comes back in the final drive of the game and gets them to the NFC Championship game. Then they're down whatever it is to Detroit. He brings that team back. Is that Shanahan's offense? All of a sudden he's not playing in whatever it is. Oh, it bounced off a face mask. There's stuff that happens in every football game that, that are odd, right? But the, at the end of the day, the kid continues to play. He makes tight window throws. He reads it. He executes this offense. And it's like people take shots at him because he, he was on a team that had a good defense or it, 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 where he was, right? The players he has around him, Ayuk and Devo Samuel and McCaffrey and all that. Good, everybody, to Lewis's point, if you're in the Super Bowl, your team doesn't suck. And, and that's the bottom line. So as you look at this thing, it's the most frustrating <laughs> conversation we have on TV. Yeah. It really is. I, just, I, don't, I don't see why hey, system hey, quarterback breaking, is breaking insult, news. right? Breaking news. Like, yeah, Lewis. 
No, I'm just going to say breaking news. If you make it to the, to the Super Bowl, your team yeah. doesn't suck. Yeah. Sorry right. he exactly. had help, folks. Exactly. Sorry he had some good people around him. You know, I, I'm, I mean, sorry. Like, I'm sorry. You know, it's, it's... – I, 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 I just don't see why system quarterback is an insult. Like, you better be, right? Like, like if, you're, if, 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 if he does things within Kyle Shanahan's system that other quarterbacks that they've put in there haven't been able to do right. in terms of anticipating throws. I mean, like, there, there are things he does well within that system because that's what he came up in and that's what he has sort of worked on and trained himself to do well. So, uh, I, I, don't think that's, I don't think that's necessarily saying something bad about him. I think it's to his credit – to understand what he has around him. And here's how I need to operate in order to thrive and to maximize it. Uh, and, and he is. I mean, Garoppolo got them this far once upon a time. Uh, but, you know, this is if they win, then that's farther than any other system quarterback has gotten, Kyle. It's an interesting question on the screen. And, Lewis, this is something that we can get into not just this week, but as we mm. work our way towards the draft. Will people try to find the next Brock Purdy? Because the traits that he has are, are much more complicated yeah. to determine. It's, it's, it's much easier to look at Josh Allen, yeah. to look at Patrick Mahomes, all that kind of stuff. But look sure. how much trouble that – Patrick Mahomes, his skill set has – Ruined more NFL franchises than it has saved because everyone's trying to pick the one guy who can make this ridiculous throw at one pro day, and the next thing you know, Zach Wilson is the second pick in the draft. <laughs> Not that I'm still upset about it or say, anything. That's a- just because you're trying to take one trait. I got to go to a break here. I'm late. As we continue, we will explain to you, speaking of which, why the presumptive number one has more power right this minute than any draft prospect in history. Plus, Jeff has the pancakes of the year. Give us a little taste in a crepe. Jeffrey. Oh, cranking it up. Cedric Tillman looking a little pin. Bam! Oh, my goodness. Hey, better put your head on a swivel out there now. This is nasty. He set it up, let the little creeping kind of step in, and then brings that and lays the thunder boom down on somebody. I'd love to stand over it. Show them what you're working with, Big Daddy. Cedric Tillman setting it up like crepe this morning. Receive it. <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network.
At the bottom of the hour with Get Up, it is time for Graziano's Overreaction mm. Tuesday. A lot of stuff going on away from the Super Bowl, Dan. Let's yes. start in Buffalo. If I said the Bills are going to trade Stephon Diggs, is that an overreaction? It's not. I think it's possible that, that, that they look into that. They, I think they need to overhaul things at wide receiver, whether Diggs is back or not uh, in Buffalo. Uh, and, you know, there's just been a couple little things here over the last couple of years that make you wonder if it's sustainable long term. Not the easiest move to make. They, they, they carry over $30 million in dead money this year if they trade him before June 1st. But it's certainly a possibility. I don't think people would be wise to rule it out. Okay, then let's stay in the division for the next one here. If I said Tua will sign a huge extension this offseason, is that an overreaction? I think it is. It's certainly possible that he does sign an extension, but... Uh, he's got the fifth-year option coming up this year, and, and I think you know that gives them and him uh, some leeway to wait and see how the year goes. Uh, it's possible he might want to wait and see if he has a better year than, uh, than he just had, which he had a very good one. Uh, but, yeah, it, it might be better for both sides to wait this out, give it a year, and see where things stand. Uh, it, you know, it's not going anywhere. They have the franchise tag available to them the year after this if they want. So I, I think it's, it's possible he signs it, but I think it's an overreaction to assume that he will. All right, fair enough. And then let's talk about another young quarterback, and that's Justin Fields. If I said Justin Fields is going to wind up being an NFL MVP on a team other than the Bears, is that an overreaction? No, I think he's got the skill set for it. I mean, we, we've seen quarterbacks who are dual-threat quarterbacks uh, have a really good chance to win MVP when their teams have success. So if he goes somewhere, lands in a situation where he plays for a playoff team, a contending team, has a big year with his arm and with his legs, he fits that description, he fits that bill, and I think he'll be somebody we talk about in those conversations uh, if he ever ends up in a situation that's better than the one he has spent his first three years in. Well, in which almost anything would be, that's not to hard. be fair. But the reason this comes up, obviously, for those of you who are just starting to get yourself towards the draft here, uh, is because the top quarterback prospect, the top prospect in this draft by far is Caleb Williams. Everyone has him going number one in their mock draft. And the Bears, of course, are the team that has the number one pick. The Commanders have the second overall pick, and they caused quite the stir when they hired one of Caleb's USC coaches, Cliff Kingsbury, to be their offensive coordinator. Even our own Adam Schefter, who's not one to speculate, tweeted, let the speculation begin. Uh, we, we, Cliff Kingsbury coached Caleb Williams last season. Williams was a standout quarterback at Gonzaga High School in Washington. The commanders hold the number two overall pick. They are in striking distance of the number one pick that belongs to Chicago. And Caleb, while maintaining some degree of plausible deniability, did post this congratulations to Kingsbury. And, and notably, Kingsbury not wearing a USC shirt in the picture, but wearing a Washington shirt. In the meantime, Williams' former head coach at USC is Lincoln Riley. He was on with McAfee yesterday saying a lot of teams have reached out to him. We've talked to quite a few already. Uh, I, I think, you know, people see the talent on the field. I think they're wanting to know about the guy, you know, in the meeting room. They're wanting to know about the guy in the locker room, the type of leader he is. It would be awesome to see him reunite with Cliff, certainly in, in Washington. But we know there's a lot of things out of control and a lot of things that will uh, transpire between now and then. All right, so, Lewis, as you and I uh, sort of begin in earnest our preparations for, for Detroit at the end of April, there are so many pieces to all mm. of this. Let, let's focus in on the very top of the mm. draft. The Bears have the first pick. The Washington Commanders have the second. 
All of these signs that seem to be moving Caleb Williams towards number two, but the Bears will have to play along with that. Give us right now the read on Caleb Williams and the situation he sits in. Look, I mean, both Chicago has a very unique, you know, decision to make. And when you're talking about Washington, you're just hoping that somehow, some way, you can kind of like maintain all of your draft capital. And well, not well. Actually, there's no way you're going to be able to maintain your draft capital if you want him. Even if Chicago doesn't want him. You're going to have to move to number one to assure yourself that you would get him because someone else will try and come there to get him as well. And I understand why you would try and move for a young man like Caleb Williams, in particular Washington, to assure themselves that they would get him. And that's because, look, the guy truly, truly, from a passing the football perspective, from an off-schedule playmaking perspective, from a running perspective, I watched this young man do some things where you're sitting there and you're going, look, he has some of that kind of pocket presence, foot quickness, arm talent, and then speed that goes above and beyond what Patrick can do. Okay? I'm talking about pure open field running ability and speed. And he has some of the same natural passing characteristics that Patrick has. So if you're sitting there and you're Washington and you have Cliff Kingsbury and Caleb is from the area, and he has a great relationship with Cliff already, and he's tweeting out, and rather he's putting on Instagram, my dog. I mean, come on, don't overthink some things here. This is, you know, football, we overthink a lot of things with football. Like I said, we twist ourselves up a lot of times trying to get to a conclusion that we know ain't the right conclusion. The right conclusion for Washington is do what you got to do to get this guy on your football team because nobody in your organization, and I mean nobody knows Caleb like Cliff Kingsbury does. So you don't have to call Lincoln. You don't have to call anybody. Just ask the guy who's now in your building. And if he gives him the stamp of approval, then you move heaven and earth to try and get in position to draft him because you ain't going nowhere with the people you got. Nowhere. Make it happen. So, So that becomes an interesting piece of this. There were two trains running on parallel tracks with this, Jeff, and we discussed this yesterday. One of them is Washington's desire to get Caleb Williams. And again, the Bears have to play ball. One of the things that could play into that is if Caleb Williams really wants that. Now, we haven't heard him say that specifically. We have not. But there have been things, his father has talked about, wanting control of his situation that was before the draft order was decided. But his relationship with Cliff Kingsbury and everything else. And what Caleb Williams is, is he is the first generational prospect of the NIL era, Jeff. He's the first one that we've seen on commercials. He's in the Heisman House commercials. He's in the Dr. Pepper commercials. He's doing just fine, even (laughs) without jumping to the NFL. So he has leverage if he wants to exercise it. Yeah, if you're Chicago, you make him say no. I mean, if if everyone's moving heaven and earth to come get the guy that you're in that spot and you feel like you need a guy, then you make him tell you no. You don't do – there's no I'm letting you go that's flirt right. with Washington. I'm letting you go do whatever. You are going to be a bear. And unless we say you're not going to – that's what you're going to have to do. And so I think when you're Chicago, you, you force him to say no to you before you get to this conversation about can he go become, you know, a, a, the Washington quarterback with Kingsbury and his coaching staff or whatever it is. You don't care. You don't care what's behind you because you got the, you got the lead position. Well, and, Dan, the big social event is about to happen, right? You're mm-hmm. going to the Super Bowl, yeah. and that'll be fun. But then two weeks after that is the combine. Yeah. And that's where this stuff happens. It is. And that's where it happened last year. That's where the conversations happened that resulted in the Bears trading the one pick to Carolina. They had conversations with a lot of different teams Mm -hmm. there. And that's the deal they came up with that they liked the best. So this is in motion. Look, I mean, 
Lincoln Riley's saying they're already hearing from teams, right? If the Bears want Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley probably knows that. Mm. Right? And so he says it would be great to reunite him with Cliff, but there's other things that have to happen. Like, you talk about moving heaven yeah. and earth if you're yeah. Washington to get there. It is possible that they can't, right? We go back four years ago to the Bengals having the one pick and Joe Burrow coming out. And there were teams that were trying to move up, that were offering a lot. Hey, you can get all these extra picks. You move back a couple spots, take a quarterback, and also build around him. The Bengals said flatly no to all of it because they felt like Burrow was the guy that was going to change everything for their franchise. And they were right. Yep. But and if that's the case for Chicago, then they, they stand pat and they take their guy. Lewis, go. The only, the only thing I would say to that, Dan, and, and I agree with you, bro. I, I agree with you. The only thing I would say to that, though, is this. In Chicago, right, how can you possibly say in one breath everything surrounding a quarterback helps dictate his future? And I'm not saying you're saying this. I'm just saying overall. How can you say that in one breath and then think that Justin Field has had any yeah. shot at all Amen. to reach his potential? You know yeah. what I mean? And since he wasn't in that situation, they didn't have a Justin Field sitting there no, that they actively screwed up. Yeah. Right. Okay, they didn't right. have that dude. And see, that's the only kind of fly in the ointment of what seems like the obvious for many people, which is Chicago, just go ahead and draft Caleb. I mean, they worked actively. They tried real hard to screw up Justin Fields. Yeah, absolutely. They really did. And, and, and so the, the, the worst thing you want if you're Chicago is for him yeah. to go somewhere else. So, so let me ask you this, because we're going to get into the Justin Fields of it all in a minute. But so there were three yeah. things that I are happening you. at the same time. The Bears could stick with Fields, which it doesn't seem like they're inclined to do, but that's one option. Possibly. They could just take Caleb Williams, which mm -hmm. I think is ultimately what's going to happen. The third option is you let Washington have him because you believe that Drake May or Jaden Daniels plus whatever Washington would have to give you, Lewis, maybe it's a, n a number one pick next year or something else, is worth moving down a spot for. I know the evaluations are just beginning. But is your sense that those other two mm -hmm. quarterbacks in this draft are that close to Caleb? No. Absolutely not. And I'll tell you what, Jaden Daniels, Jaden Daniels is, is a freak show now in terms of his ability to make plays. He is fun. He is fun to watch. And look, there's a reason why he's a Heisman Trophy winner. But Caleb is different. Caleb's different. Look, I, I think what I think what what would separate like See, for me, what's going to be interesting here is when eventually we get further down the road and I get more information about what is Jaden like, the person, the student, the teammate in relationship to Drake May. Because as far as Jaden Williams being a playmaker or Jaden Daniels being a playmaker and what he can do at the quarterback position compared to Drake May, if I didn't know anything else about them, nothing, it's Jaden Daniels all day long for me. Mm. Mm -hmm. All day. There's a gap from Caleb to Jaden, and then there's a gap to me from Jaden to Drake May. Mm. So I'll tell you, th this is this is going to be very, very interesting. But Caleb has is definitely there's a gap, a significant and gap. And that's the key point, right? Because you talk about Justin Fields, and maybe he never had a chance in Chicago. He was a fourth quarterback taken in his own draft. Right. Like we weren't talking about him as a prospect the way that we're talking about Caleb Williams. And if you're Chicago and you think Caleb really is that guy then I think, I think it becomes an easy decision. Justin yeah. did have two superstar receivers when you. he was at Ohio State. He did. And so does Jaden Daniels. He has two receivers yes. who are going to go in the first round yep. of this coming NFL draft. Coming up, we're going to talk about Justin Fields because his future took center stage at media night last night. Of all things, wait till you hear what George Kittle 
thinks the Bears should do about Justin Fields. You will. Plus, Jeff handing out pancakes of the year. Another honorable mention. Jeff. Oh, oh I work. Damn it. Listen, Akers coming down, looking for his boy. Yo, give something to somebody. When your head is the first thing to hit the turf and you're a big boy like that, it ain't comfortable. Everything <laughs> burns, butt burns, back of the head burns, everything burns. And it's a little dude who did it to you. Say it ain't so, because big man, you received it. <laughs> Dr. George F. Grant was not looking to make history when he invented the golf tee. The Harvard grad and prominent dentist was simply trying to make a hard game a little less frustrating for his golfing buddies in Boston. Before the tee, golfers had to carry buckets of dirt from hole to hole and build small mounds to place their golf balls. He probably had no idea that his invention would change golf forever. We're back on Get Up, where Justin Fields' future continues to be an interesting topic. In fact, it took center stage at the Super Bowl last night. George Kittle grew up a Bears fan, and he weighed in on the Bears quarterback situation at media night. Listen. I think what the Bears should do is, personally, I think they should trade back as many picks as they can and build around a guy that they've been trying to build around. Give the guy some actual options. I mean, he has options, but just help him out as much as you possibly can be. Build him up as big as you can and trust the kid. George, I mean, there's a seat right I here mean, for you. I mean, George, right? Stepping directly <laughs> into the media. Is he right? He's right. I've said this forever. Yeah, he's 100% right. I mean, go, get, go, go load up your team, whether it's Harrison, whoever you think is up there. Go get a bunch of picks behind them. Develop this thing around Justin Fields and what you thought he was going to be when you first brought him in. Because I can assure you, a lot of what you did contributed to the, what you've seen on the field. So let's improve that. Let's get the right guys around him. And let's go accelerate the process for him. Lewis? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm with Jeff on this one. Look, and Dan, you know, again, I, I just love this debate, right? So earlier we talked about, you know, the fact that he was, what, the fourth quarterback taken in his draft class? The guy who right now we're already putting on Mount Rushmore, like the actual Mount Rushmore, not even the football Mount Rushmore, but the actual one in Patrick Mahomes, yeah. he was the 10th overall pick in his draft class. Right. And Andy had to move up to come up to come get him, right? So people weren't necessarily sold that he was going to be the best guy in his draft class either. And you know why a lot of part, a lot of the reason why he's become what he's become is because he wasn't set up to fail. Yep. A lot of it has to do with that. Now, that is not taking anything away from Patrick's unique abilities because we we've talked about him. We can talk about him for days. Just if Patrick would have gone to Chicago, and had the kind of turnover and turmoil that Justin Fields has. Can we? Are we so sure we'd be seeing this version of Patrick Mahomes right, right now? Are right. we so sure of that? You know what I'm saying? But yep. see, we, we never want to go down that road, really. We never do. We always just want to say, this guy sucks or he's great. Yep. And yep. we forget <laughs> all of the gray area in between. <laughs> you either suck or you're a Hall of Famer. So mm -hmm. just but tell me which one you're going to be. But this entire discussion lives in gray area, and that's what makes it good, right? We're not saying Justin Fields sucks yeah, or he's great or he'll never be great. What we're saying is this. The Bears have had three years. The current Bears administration has had two years to evaluate Justin Fields, what they think of him as a prospect, where they think he can take them. If they evaluate yeah. that and they evaluate Caleb Williams, 
and they like Caleb Williams better, and they factor in, as you know they will, that for the next four years he's also going to be cheaper, then I think it becomes a no-brainer. And Mm -hmm. I don't think that's an insult to Justin Fields. If you're saying this guy, Caleb Williams, we think has more uh, more ability to elevate us to where we want to be, then then I think you have to do it, especially when you factor in the contract. Because you're not talking about keep Justin Fields or trade Justin Fields. You're talking about trade Justin Fields or extend Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another leap beyond where where the discussion is right now. Quickly, Lou, go ahead. And, And you know what? No, and, I, and I've said numerous times, look, Chicago has information that none of us have right. about mm-hmm. Justin Fields, good and bad. So they will make a more informed decision than any of us can make sitting here right now talking about it, whether or not we're for them keeping him or we're for them trading him. So mm-hmm. I'm with you there, man. And, and, and what I'm doing is I'm just echoing what you said, which is mm-hmm. Chicago knows I think they've had two years under the current regime to evaluate Justin Fields. So they know some things that we don't. And I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying they do. So I'll trust whatever they do. Yeah. I'm just saying from the outside looking in and knowing what I know about him from regimes that have coached him before, I hate to see them throw the flag or rather uh, throwing the towel on the kid because he hasn't had a shot, really. Yeah. That's okay. He'll wind up in Jeff's hometown in Atlanta down oh, there. Oh, please. And he'll wind up setting the league on fire playing for Raheem Morris. You oh, watch. Yeah. That's his hometown, too. I, that's what, Come Justin, on home, oh, baby. Oh. Justin Fields is going to wind up as big a winner in all of <laughs> oh. this as anybody else. But the real winners now are all of us. Yes. Because Jeff is handing out the season-ending pancakes. Let's, Let's go. go. Pancakes is one of our favorite things. So let me show you how we're going to get this thing right. started. Oh. Oh. back, baby. Bam, bam, bam. Oh. Let's go. <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. We are back. Can we do one more pick? Oh. All right, here we go. Oh yeah, for the summer. Yes, yes. Thank you, Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. Man, Fox, you know what's go, up? Listen, listen. This was a week after Pickens decided not to block for him. Jalen Warren <laughs> coming up to lead. I want you to watch this. Oh, my goodness gracious. Walk him in. We get a little head start. By the way, no mouthpiece in. Same foot, same shoulder. Delivered a blow. My, hey, that's a linebacker, y'all. That ain't some little guy out there. Ain't no DB. That's a linebacker and a running back. Receive it and feel it. Look at this. Arms up, hands up. That is a knockout shot. One <laughs> pancake. That is a thing of you. One. One. Nice speed there. Hey, Josh Reynolds. Did he- Blocking for St. Brown. Watch him come in this. Oh, hey, oh. and I love the unis. That's another reason why this one made it. I love Tampa's unis right here. But Jocker gave him the business in. And my favorite part about this whole thing is when they finally get to the sideline. Look at this. Uh-huh. That is real. Right. That's two pancakes. That's two dudes. Hey, he knew he got the end zone because his boy gave that gave that look. That is a thing. And then three. Deion Dawkins. We can show this over <laughs> and over. This will be shown to the end of time. I want you to watch this block. Grabs him, takes him, carries him 20 yards, and then finishes him on top, laying over the top, body on body, nobody getting away. And listen, Deion Dawkins don't like to wear a shirt, so you know that body's smelly at that point right there during that game. Clark is going to get it on the back. That is so pretty. Three pancakes from my man Dawkins. Receive it, Clark. Receive it one more time. Lewis, better think of beauty. Is Lewis up there? Yeah, what, was, Jeff, what was what was Clark saying, Jeff? Oh God. What was don't, he saying as he, as he had him up in the air? Oh, stop! 
stop, stop, stop. Hey, we're good, we're good, we're good. No, we're not. No, we're not. We ain't good. We ain't stopping. I'm finishing this thing, so I'll make the highlights. That can't get no prettier. It cannot get prettier. That's a big-bodied human being taking him down, too. Golly. If that don't put a smile on your face, what does in the morning? You know what I mean? Like, what puts a smile on your face if that don't do a, a large odiferous oh. man rolling someone's yeah. 50 yards and then rolling 20 yards, run. 20 yards oh finishes on God. top of him, gets up, looks back at him. There what ain't a nothing season of pancakes. So good. It has so good. been from nice Mr. Job. Saturday. As we go on, Patrick Mahomes taking center stage last night in Vegas. Wait till you hear what he has to say about chasing Brady. The best part is he's absolutely right. You'll hear it next. Oh, oh, oh. Look at Grod. Oh, almost lost one. Oh. I see you, Grod. That's talent. That's talent. That's yeah. talent right there. Nicely done. Nicely done. <laughs>